Good morning, church. Pastor Furman here, ABU Artemis and Unified Church. It's crazy that we're already in the month of October. Time is flying by. Um, but this is going to be a good month and a huge month within our church. God has been moving some amazing ways. And hopefully, um, here in the next several days, in the next week, we'll be talking about having indoor services. Uh, indoor service, indoor, yeah, indoor services. I'm already tripping. Too much coffee, man. But so be posted and look out. We got some other things of serving uh, and partnering in the community with um, different organizations. Love thy neighbor, uh, Lubbock Impact, and so some exciting things are in the works. So I can't wait. But I also can't wait to share with you today's message. Because, uh, man, I, I remember when I was younger, people always tell me, like, boy, you know the path that you're on? You're on the path to no good. And I used to be like, man, what you talking about? Like, you don't know what I'm doing. You you see me from a distance. You don't know the things that I'm choosing to do. I know where I'm headed. I know the things that I'm doing. Well, at least that's what I thought, right? <laughs> well, today's message is called The Path. Uh, God has a path for each one of us. And even when we find ourselves on the wrong path, he's always still available to help us get redirected and find ourselves where we need to be. And so we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4, uh, reading verses 4 through 9. But before we get into that, we always want to go to God and pray so we can make sure that our hearts, our minds are aligned with him and we receive what he has for each one of us. So let's pray and we'll jump into today's message. Uh, Father, we just thank you uh, for the ways that you're moving in our life. Father, I, I, I want to thank you for the the prayers that you didn't answer, that were an answer to prayer. I think sometimes we pray for things, uh, believing that we know what's best, and, and you tend to do things in ways that we didn't expect. But Father, I, I know that you always do what's best for us. And so I, I thank you for the prayers um, that you didn't answer. And I thank you for those that you are answering. And I just pray today that, uh, man, we would trust where you lead us and that we would be able to identify, uh, man, where we are in life, but also where you want us to be and, and join you in that work to follow you on that path. And so, Lord, just speak to us and have your way. And Holy Spirit is through you. Um, that we find uh, the strength and the ability to make this possible. And so, man, just have your way through us. And uh, Jesus, may you get all the glory. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Let's go. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting them into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. 
So Paul is writing to the church at, at Philippi. He's writing to the Philippians. They find themselves in a tough situation. And so not only is he wanting to encourage them, uh, but he wants to get, share with them some wisdom that God has given him for his situation. Because at this time, man, Paul's actually writing to them from prison. And so for him to try to reach out to them, to encourage them, man, it just shows uh, a testament to the work that God had been doing in his life in that moment. And so I want to talk about a couple of different paths uh, as we read this text that I pray I find myself on, I find you on, and that will help you endure whatever your situation may be. And the first one is this, the path to joy is found in the choice to rejoice. The path to joy is found in the choice to rejoice. Verse 4, he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Like I said, man, Paul's in prison when he's writing this letter. And instead of allowing his circumstance to influence his life, man, he allowed his relationship with Jesus. He allowed his faith, right? He allowed the Holy Spirit within him to influence his circumstance. Amen. That's something we all need. That's something huge for all of us. Because, uh, you know, the saying, like, what do they say? Uh, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? Like there's a lot of cliches that sound good. They sound simple, but let's keep it real. When when life gets real, it's way harder to actually do. And it's often, uh, it feels impossible, right? It's like, dang, Paul, you, you don't even know my situation, but you telling me to, you know, I could be full of joy in the Lord and I should be rejoicing. Like, do you know my boss, right? Do you know my spouse? You know, my kids, do you know my problems? Do you know the things that are coming against me? Man, I, I got dogs pooping in my yard. I got dogs sleeping all under my carport, under my cars. That's, that's, that's facts, man. Every day I wake up, I'm chasing off dogs to add on top of all this other stuff that's always coming. Because from our perspective, right, it doesn't make sense or even seem possible to have joy, uh, to be able to rejoice whenever we find ourselves in a situation that's just wearing us down. Right. We're limited. We're flawed people. Uh, we usually try to find joy in what the world portrays that is going to bring us happiness. Um, but the problem with that is when we try to fill ourselves with that type of joy, man, that's a joy that is uh, driven by circumstances. So when things are going good, man, we're good. But when things are going bad, man, it drags us to feeling bad and feeling horrible in the process. Uh, but thankfully, we're loved by God who not only gave us his son, Jesus, right? Who gave his life for us, but he also gave us his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And whenever we uh, have access to that, man, we could have joy even when life isn't ideal. <laughs> to access it, though, we have to choose it. And then we get to experience the joy that God promises. In verse 5, it says, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. So the path to joy not only includes us rejoicing, right, choosing to rejoice in our situation, but also being considerate to others in what we do. And that's opposite of what we naturally want to do when we're feeling upset, because we usually find joy and happiness in other people's misery. Let's keep it real now. That's probably why you have TV shows like funny videos or, or ridiculousness where people are always hurting themselves and it's easy for us to see it and laugh because we're not those people getting hurt, right? It's, it's a different uh, situation when we're the ones in pain, when we're the ones that are hurt. It's hard to find joy. It's hard to rejoice. Um, and, and Paul understands it. But he's trying to get us to, to see that 
when we find ourselves in those situations, we can actually embrace our situation and spread grace despite what we face. And when we do that, we are not going to bring people down with us because of our situation. Uh, but God is going to help us have a good attitude by holding on to His truth and being reminded that this situation, this circumstance, it is an eternal. It has an expiration date. It will pass. It's not going to last forever. And man, when we fail to, to know that and, and to hold on to that, we're going to end up finding ourselves focusing on the things that are negative. Uh, man, we're going to be voicing complaints. And before you know it, it's going to feel like God is distant. Because uh, it's easy to point out something wrong and harp on that and for it to take on a life of its own and consume you and it being the only thing that you see. And Paul's trying to say, like, man, look, I know that's an easy thing to do. But that's not going to bring relief. That's not going to help your situation. It's just going to make everything much worse. And it's going to be a vicious cycle that continues to just have you going in circles. So the path to joy is found in the choice to rejoice. And it's through that choice that we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to influence our circumstance. Being reminded um, that what we're going through is temporarily and because of it, uh, man, we can embrace it and be considerate, be kind to everyone that we encounter. Because the joy that this world tries to give us, it can't match to what God has. And His joy can help us be better despite what we're going through. So that's the first thing. We also see this. The path to peace is found in the choice to pray. The path to peace is found in the choice to pray. And verse 6, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Mm. You probably heard that verse before, right? Uh, because worrying, I don't think, is one of those things that any of us look to do. It's not something that we want. It's not something that we're like, oh, man, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and just chill and worry about this. Uh, but... Man, it happens to all of us. We always find ourselves in a situation that's wearing us thin, and that we reach a point uh, that, man, we get stressed out, right? Uh, and especially when we have insecurities, we have fears, we've experienced things in this life that amplifies those worries and those stresses. We can go from zero to 100 real quick, from expecting and, and hoping for the best to actually expecting the worst. Um, and you're not alone. We all have those moments. We all have those times that we feel that way. And Paul's not saying uh, not to worry about it by meaning, man, you know what? Don't don't worry about it. You don't have to care about these things. You could be numb to your situation. No, nah, man, he gets that. We're, we're people, right? That we're going to find ourselves like this. Um, it happens to the best of us. But he's trying to help us not drive ourselves off of the cliff and drown in an ocean of worries that just continue to grow. And he's saying, look, man, praying should never be our last resort. It should always be our first response. It, even if it, we got things to celebrate, even if things aren't going, aren't, aren't bad, we should still always go in prayer because it opens up the line of communication with God. And it draws resources from an invisible spiritual realm that becomes visible in the physical one. Okay. And a principle to always remember is, man, the more that you worry, the less you're going to find yourself praying. But the more that you pray, the less you're going to worry. 
And God knows your situation. He knows how we're feeling. He knows our frustrations. He knows our pain. He knows our heart. So when we pray, man, keep it real. Be truthful with him. It's not something that you're going to catch him off guard. Like he wants us to talk to him the same way that you would talk to somebody that you trust. He wants that same trust with you. And also be specific in what is going on in your situation. Be specific in what it is that you need. And then be grateful and thankful to him. Um, because when we offer things, it's demonstrating our faith in God. But it also allows us to see his goodness in our life despite what we're going through currently. Okay? So used to having my glasses. I, I ain't got my glasses on. I'm like, dang, I can't even really see. But verse 7 says this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we could understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Mm. It's saying, look, then you'll experience his peace. So before we have that peace, what do we got to do? Well, we got to respond in prayer, right? We got to be putting everything out in the open. Uh, we got to tell him what we need. We got to be telling him what we're feeling. We got to be thanking him for what he's done. Thanking him what he's doing in this situation. Thanking him for the things that are to come. And then we receive the gift of his peace. And that's even before we get to see him move and answer through our prayer, right? So, so you'll get to experience a calmness in the middle of your storm. You'll have the comfort of knowing not only did God hear your prayer, um, but what he's going to do is going to be best for you, even when it doesn't look like your situation is changing or it's going to turn out the way that you expect. You can still trust that it's going to be for your benefit and it's going to be what's best. And Paul's saying, look, this is the kind of peace that even exceeds you understanding. Like you're not even going to be able to explain of how you have a calmness with everything going crazy around you. Right. It's, it's the kind of peace uh, that keeps your heart and it keeps your mind from getting dragged into the mud and taking your focus off of Jesus. It's the kind of peace that allows you uh, to find rest when needed and to help you recharge and have strength for the journey that's ahead. Man, it's the kind of peace uh, that puts the enemy's lies into a trash and it fine tunes our ears to be able to hear God's truth and God's encouragement and God's love in our situations. So the path to peace is found in the choice to pray. And it's not denying what we're going through or feeling isn't real. It's acknowledging uh, our situations. It's giving it to God. It's including him in it. It's releasing his peace uh, that helps alter our perspective, find comfort in our pain and be grateful for what God will produce through our trials. And the final path that we see through this text is the path of our actions is found in the path of our thoughts. The path of our actions is found in the path of our thoughts. And verse 80 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. So we say like, hey, I know I told you all that, but this is important too. one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Mm. That's key. He wants to make sure we don't miss that because we can get God's joy. We can get God's peace. Right. And then we could lose them because we didn't hold on to them by doing the things that we needed to keep them. And what God gives us becomes our responsibility uh, to hold on to and do something with. Because we can fix our thoughts 
on the wrong things. And what we fix our thoughts on is going to impact us one way or another. It's either going to help what God is trying to do in our situation or it's going to have the opposite effect, right? It's going to go the other way. It's going to go against him. It's going to go against us. Because it's hard to keep and have peace when we allow our focus to go to the very thing that we're stressed and worried about. It's hard to keep and have joy, man, when we're looking for pleasures and things that are apart from God. What gets our attention keeps our focus. And what keeps our focus, it impacts our actions. Okay, I'm going to say that again. What gets our attention can keep our focus. And what keeps our focus impacts our actions. And if we're filling our minds with things that aren't true, that aren't honorable, that aren't right, that aren't pure, that aren't lovely, aren't admirable, then it shouldn't be a surprise that our actions don't reflect it. It's like if I need water to stay hydrated, right? But then I go and I'm drinking all this soda and I'm drinking all these Cokes. uh, And then I'm like, man, I don't understand why I'm still feeling this way. Like, come on, man, I can't be surprised uh, that I feel this way because I'm choosing the opposite of what I actually need. The same is true for us. And I'm not saying that it's automatically just going to happen and you're going to have it down and you're going to be doing, you'll be able to focus and and fix your thoughts on all these things. It's something that it takes time, right? It's something that we have to train ourselves, train our minds to do. We have to keep working on filling ourselves with these things so we can make sure that we're not tearing ourselves down, right? But it's the good news is it's something that we don't have to do alone because God's not saying for you to do it in your own strength. He's saying, look, man. Jesus came for you already. I want you to do it in the, in the Holy Spirit strength. I want to be the one helping you to accomplish this thing. Okay? And when we do that, man, we're able to walk in faith, following the Holy Spirit, doing what He reveals to us, and accomplishing and finding consistency that is freeing and encouraging. Okay? And verse 9 it says this, Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. Man, we all need support. We all need good examples to help us in our journey because uh, the more that we have, man, the more likely that we're going to be able to listen to what's being taught, but also apply it and use it in our life. It's like the the, the Philippians, right? They got to have Paul in their corner helping them with this. And and they knew Paul's situation that he was in prison, but it didn't stop him from praising God, from encouraging them, and from joining God in the work that he was trying to do. He could have very easily chose to stay stressed out, to stay worried, uh, to try to force a solution, to be writing a message like, hey, I need y'all's help, man. Y'all need to get me out of this place. Uh, But he didn't do that. He showed that through Jesus, uh, they too could overcome what they face. And man, I, I've been on both sides of those experiences where I've had Jesus help me in the situation. And I've had uh, the other side of it where I've tried to help myself in the situation. And I've dug a, a deeper hole and I've made a huge mess of it, right? Because uh, it all comes down to us, right? And we got to be able to have the obedience and the willingness uh, to include him and follow him in what we're facing. Man, just here recently, we had the air conditioner at our house go out. And, you know, here in Lubbock, the weather's crazy. But when it gets hot, like, it's hot. Like, it's scorching hot. And it happened at a time that the weather was going to be hot. And I was like, dang, like, this is not good. You know what I'm saying? I work at at night times. I don't need my family being, you know, 
uh, high because of the house and everything. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to pray to God. That's the first thing I need to do. And so I prayed and I was like, man, God, you know, the situation. I just shared my heart, what we needed and everything. I said, but I need you to lead me in what we need to do. And afterwards, I felt like he was just leading me like, okay, now, now that you've done that, I, I want you to be patient with me and know that I'm going to work this out. And here's a couple of things that you can do. And I reached out to some people. Hey, man, can y'all help us with window units? Man, God provided window units through some people. So we were blessed with that. I talked to the landlord and the landlord's like, hey, I can't get a hold of nobody. It's going to be a couple of weeks. And I'm just like, oh. like, man, I don't want to wait a couple of weeks, though. In the past, I would probably force the solution, right? Uh, I know some people that are some AC guys. Man, it's, I could very easily call them up, and I know I could get the whole situation fixed. And But I was like, no, God, uh, you told me to be patient. You told me to trust you. I, I know that you're faithful. So that's what I'm going to do. And so that's what we did. We said, all right, well, if we've got to rock it for a while, then that's just what we're going to have to do. Well, we had some people actually finally come out and check out the air conditioner. They're like, the whole thing's going to have to be replaced and we're like, oh, that's that's not good, right? Well, man, it was probably like a week that we went out without the air conditioner. We actually had the guy come out, replace the whole system. Everything was good and actually being better than it was to start with. But all that could have turned up very badly if I would have tried to force the issue and just try to, man, make sure that I got everything done. We could have found ourselves in, in a financial hole and in, in a place that we didn't need to be uh, because it's very easily to throw yourself in a path, uh, man, that makes your situation even harder. But if you trust God and you follow him, man, what you see is that he is faithful and that he gives you everything that you need to endure and get through this. And that you always end up better than you did when you first went into it. And so that's the thing. The path of our actions is found in the path of our thoughts. What we allow to get our attention, it keeps our focus and it impacts what we do. And when we fill it with what pleases God, we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and we can become a consistent in applying it in our life, gaining God's perspective and his peace and presence in the process. And so my challenge for all of us is to know your path, be able to identify where you're at, where you're, where you're being led and, and how you're leading yourself. And if God leads you, know the path that you're on uh, because it's important, right? So how do we do this, right? Because we can go through life and man, what we go through can influence us and take us down a path that's, man, so far off from where God wants us to be. Uh, but if we go to God, He can help us uh, stay on a path that is going to help make us even better than the situation uh, than we entered it. Okay, And we can have his joy when we choose to rejoice. This allows us, Jesus, to influence our circumstance instead of our circumstance influencing us. And we get reminded, yes, it sucks that we're having to go through this, but it isn't eternal. It doesn't last forever. It's temporary and it will pass and we can become an encouragement to those who witness what we're going through, right? And we can have his peace when we choose to pray. This enables us to bring Jesus into our storm, providing comfort and calmness, uh, man, that protects us from ourselves. And it can alter our perspective uh, to see God's goodness in the madness, right? And we can make the right choices when we allow the Holy Spirit to give us the right thoughts, 
by filling our minds with God's truth, giving us clarity and wisdom that then we can apply to what is being taught to us. And because what we need to get through our trials is always available and God is always willing to help us use it correctly. But we still have to make the choice uh, to take that path. And when we choose him, all things become resources to help us in this life and also bring him glory. So, church, that's my prayer that you'll be able to begin to identify the path that you're on, uh, the path that you uh, find yourself going down. And you allow God to be the one directing you and staying on his path. So let me just pray and we'll close this out. Uh, Father, I just thank you. Uh, it doesn't matter how far off we, we come from your path. Uh, you're willing to grab our hand and to lead us down it, the right path. And uh, no matter what the obstacles we face in this life, Lord, it's not something that we have to go through alone. But it's also something that you're willing to help do the heavy lifting and walk us through and give us the knowledge. Give us the resources to make us better and grow us through this. And so, Lord, I just pray that when we find ourselves in this situation, uh, man, that we will, will find ourselves going to the paths that are going to be most beneficial. Um, that we would choose to rejoice knowing that it's going to bring your joy. That we would choose to pray uh knowing that it's going to bring your peace, that we would choose to focus on what you find pleasing, knowing that it's going to help us make the right uh, decisions and the right actions. And so, Lord, I just pray this week specifically that you would help my brothers and sisters that are struggling with this find clarity, find uh Man, the step that they should take forward and because of it, uh, man, all the things, uh, man, that you spoke of, that you said will happen by following you, they would be able to experience it in, in a way that blows their mind, but also in a way that encourages them and those around them. So, Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you how you take all the mess that goes through in life and you do some amazing work through it, Father. And uh, we just thank you for the journeys that you allow us to be led by you. So we love you. We trust you and pray this in Jesus name. Amen. All right, church. I love y'all. I pray that this helped you this week. That it gave you encouragement, that it gave you some direction, that it gave you some things that you could actually apply to help you on your path and help you stay on his. I love y'all. Be on the lookout. Indoor services coming soon. We're going to try to have baptisms. I think we have some a fall festival or a trunk or treat at the end of the month. But some cool stuff happening. So stay on the lookout. Love y'all. God bless y'all. And see y'all later.